Welcome to Hank's Place. Let's take a look today at a family in Jesus' lineage, Isaac and Rebekah and their children, Esau and Jacob. When the children were struggling in the womb, it says in Genesis 25:22 that Rebekah inquired of the Lord, and he told her that the older shall serve the younger. That's the birthright. Jacob would be the heir of God's covenant of salvation, and it was by God's choice. Did she treasure this divine news, share it with Isaac, with the children? Well, we really don't know. But we do know from Genesis 25, 29 to 34, that Esau, the outdoorsy guy, when hungry, sold his birthright for a bowl of stew to something of a scoundrel brother, Jacob. The birthright determined who would inherit the covenant God made with Abraham. So it was really, really important. So odd, uh, Jacob was scheming in the flesh to gain something that God had said was already his. And Esau saw no value in it, at least not if you're a hungry person. And according to God's word, it wasn't his to sell. Jeez. Things get worse in chapter 27. Jacob already has the birthright and now he steals the blessing. You might read up on birthrights and blessings in the Old Testament. Very important stuff. Here's another oddity. Isaac insists on giving the blessing to Esau, or trying to, the one whom God did not choose, who despised his birthright, who married pagan wives that caused his parents great distress. What was Isaac doing? Huh? Maybe it was the willfulness of his old age. Did he realize he was acting contrary to God's word? In this house, it seemed that no one trusted anyone else, nor did they trust God. Instead of trusting God to fulfill what he had promised, Rebecca used manipulative scheming to accomplish what she thought was God's plan, and likely also her preference. Spurgeon has commented that good men have gone very wrong when they have thought of aiding in the fulfillment of the promises of God. It seems in this tragic story that everyone was the loser. Surely everyone suffered because they insisted on their own solutions rather than trusting God's word and finding rest in it. Nevertheless, God still accomplished his purpose. Now, isn't that encouraging and amazing? Our mess-ups do not automatically result in the thwarting of his purposes, although they may mean difficulties for us in this life. Well, this life today, we have birthright and blessings that are ours through Jesus Christ. So let me ask you and me, are we functioning according to our birthright in the fullness of our birthright and receiving God's blessings by faith? Or are we wearing out through scheming and maneuvering and human wisdom and energy, uh, trying to build a bigger church, bigger ministry, bigger house, bigger life, <laughs> maybe compromising ethics and integrity just to help God out? Or are we wallowing in depression? Well, options there, huh? Ephesians 1, verses 3 to 14, give us a, just a few of the riches that are ours by birthright, the new birth in Jesus. For example, every spiritual blessing is ours. 
Let's not do without them for a single moment longer. Let's receive them. We are chosen in Jesus, adopted into God's family. So reject rejection, friend. Totally accepted by God in Jesus. No conditions. Totally redeemed. Totally forgiven. No conditions. It's because of the blood. The riches of God's grace are ours. Thank you, Jesus. We are saved by grace through faith, and there's much, much more. So today, be transformed by these truths. You'll come alive.